What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. to the future but embrace our past we study we analyze we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
from Grundahl. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Right the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallo Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Ryan, the new Flockhart, welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing all right. We we flowing right into this or what? Yeah, let's just flow right back right into this. Uh, we're, we're coming can in you, hot. Can you hear me fine? Can I can hear, hear you fine? just fine, my friend. Just let, because let... I'm just because I'm inside and it's a little bit echoey, but whatever. It's gonna have to do. No, you sound absolutely magnificent. We're gonna roll straight into this. We can chat afterwards, that, but uh, um, yeah, let's let's go fourth gear wide open into a hairpin corner, grab a bunch of front brake, and see what happens. Sounds good. All right, so. We are one round down. You are one of two guys that I can think of that actually double-classed it in the mud bog that was uh, the Abbotsford Arena Cross. Um, first of all, before we get into press day and all of the glitz and glamour of that, tell me about your round one, all that encompasses it. I believe you probably like woke up on race day, like maybe 25 <laughs> minutes before your first uh, race, all that fun stuff. Break it down for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, round one was... Uh... Round one was good. Um, obviously, the the dirt situation was a little bit uh, a little bit interesting. With um, you know, they, they brought the dirt in frozen, so you can imagine how that disaster turned out. But it was a complete and uh, mud bog. Like I've ridden outdoor races that have been muddier uh, than that, or not as muddy as that, and been canceled. So uh, kind of wild. But I mean, it, it actually worked out good for me. I mean, it was an even playing field for everybody, and it was actually survival if you can believe that or not in an arena cross so uh worked out good for me i mean the bike survived and you know i kind of just rode around and you know had didn't crash and tried to preserve the bike because it was literally the guys that didn't wreck the bike did well so it kind of turned out not bad for me Absolutely. Shades of, uh, of Morden 2007. Uh, I, I think that that was one of the, the comparisons that I heard you make. Um, it, it was, yeah. You and you and Davey Fraser would would know the most about that. That's right. Yeah. No, we uh, we were probably well. Yeah, actually, we would have been the only two that probably would have done that. that uh, race and, you know, fast Yotes as well, I guess. Fast Yotes. Yeah, I guess I can't remember. He DNF though for sure. I think so. <laughs> yeah, he probably cooked that YZ. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. that, that was one of the guys that was uh, vehemently uh, protesting against those second motos and uh, Stolly yeah. begrudgingly uh, um, basically said, uh, no moss, no, no second motos. But actually, Davey was one of the only guys that lined up for that good times moto against Mike Harms, yeah. Matt Ham, uh, which was eventually won by David Ladarni uh, way back yeah. in 07. But we're boring people talking about 2007 Morden, which was an absolute <laughs> quagmire of a national. Um were you guys all the way down to the plywood on most corners in that in those ruts? Because they just looked ridiculous. Yeah, it was. I mean, honestly, they would completely groom the track. Um, and within a matter of two laps, we were down to the plywood. I mean, there was no base to it. Um, the dirt was probably about six to eight inches, maybe even ten inches 
thick on top of the plywood, but there was just so much moisture into it. Within two laps, we were down. But the tricky part was is that, like, the ruts, the way they formed, the mud would kind of fall back into the rut. So you didn't know if you were in plywood until you actually hit it. So um, it was, dude, it was bizarre. I mean, to ride in an arena that's that muddy with that much mud on you, it was like during the 450 main event, I was actually almost having a panic attack because I was so heavy. My bike was so hot. And you were literally going walking speed everywhere. Um, I, it was it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> <coughs> Absolutely, uh, totally wild. Um, it just the whole time I was watching this, and the the, the broadcast was phenomenal the entire time. Not, didn't skip a beat. But uh, all I could think of was it's, just, it's melting, it's melting, and it was like progressively getting <laughs> worse throughout the night. It got worse because it was like a big bowl of, uh, you know, ice cream that just kept getting warmed up and warmed up and they were mixing it and mixing it and mixing it. And so finally there was like nothing left of it. I mean, it was literally uh, soup and I mean, that part sucked, but the overall event was really good. I mean, they did the best they could do with what they had. I mean, yeah, you can be negative about the dirt and, yeah, yeah. you know, somebody effed up here, somebody effed up here, somebody effed up there, whoever, you know, what happened, but. You know, at that point, you know, BC is normally, you know, 10 degrees and, and rainy with a little bit of sun, but literally up leading up to that race, I mean, it went to, you know, minus 10 and it snowed a foot. So they were screwed. But I mean, it was still a good event. I mean, the broadcast was good. And, you know, I don't know how exciting the racing was, but the good guys prevailed. I mean, Fasciati went in the, went in the 450 and, you know, Carson Brown obviously went in the went in the two fifty, so it it still shaped up all right. Absolutely, we will always remember the, the first round of the Rockstar Triple Crown. If not for the mud, then the uh, the, the the quagmire that was the the results, especially in the two fifty class uh, afterwards. Um, like uh, transponders not working, lap counting yeah. not being reliable, reli- uh, resulted in I think we found out um, who won the 250 class just yesterday. I'm pretty excited about that. But uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about the the Calgary uh, uh, races coming up this weekend. I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. I assume that uh, you've you've got some green gear in mind. Maybe some green beers afterwards. Uh, maybe green beers before. You know how I roll. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, uh, this weekend, honestly, it's like, it's a completely different, uh, different feel. I mean, at, in Abbotsford, once we knew what the track conditions were going to be, all the nerves and jitters and stuff kind of went away. That's for sure. Cause it was just, uh, like I said, it was survival, but, um, yeah, we wrote this, like the track is awesome. It's uh, very similar to Chilliwack dirt cause the dirt is inside all the time. So they use it for horse shows and bull riding and stuff so the the facility's awesome big indoor pits and um yeah everything is everything's great i guess the only negative is it's literally an effing snowstorm outside right now so uh you know they got about a foot of snow today so that makes it interesting hey everyone let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly then we'll be right back to the podcast thanks for listening FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. 
In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drake's has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Entignap, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. TheCollectiveXP.com, as well as the collective ex on instagram is where you can find the collective experience do so immediately the collective experience nobody gets you closer what's wrong jeff i don't know jay well you better fuel up with the nutritious breakfast with oats and bran oats and bran i didn't think there was such a that's what i used to think now i start out every morning with a bowl of amigos for extreme kids like us That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. What's up, guys? It's Bruce Cook here with Nitro Circus. We're coming to Kelowna, B.C., May 25th for the Next Level Tour, and I'm so stoked to see you there. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have death-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles are a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get 
tear-offs. You get a, a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your mirrored lens and uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with. Uh, so it's kind of a more, of a more of a package than it is just a set of goggles, which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens. You're going to need tear-offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you, and uh, $74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If uh, Their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to viral for uh, and, and they'll take care of you, no questions asked. Uh, so check out the theviralbrand.com today and uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. Hey guys, it's Fly Racing's Justin Brayton, winner of the 2018 Daytona Supercross. You're listening to the Big MX Radio. Fair enough. Well, hopefully the the hardy Calgarians can make their way to the rink uh, to watch you guys uh, fight it out. Arena cross to me has always been something that is, is like I'm a, I'm a moth to the flame. It, it's it's the uh, the uncertainty. It's the aggression. It's uh, it's the, it's the the greatness that is outdoor motocross combined to a hockey rink, and you guys uh, uh, make it look way too easy. Uh, Hip hopping away around like a jackrabbit around that that track. Um, you've you've had like have you had an opportunity to ride press? Um, what was the track like? Do you know? And uh, uh, how do you feel like this thing is going to shake out tomorrow? Bro, I'm fourth in points. Of course, I got the invite for press. I mean, what kind of question is that? Top five, oh, for sure. I'm surprised that you. <laughs> uh, yeah, was, I believe the hype T-shirts should be uh, bringing out. That's right. Well, I'm waiting for somebody to bring those in here. But uh, right. no, I rode. Uh, I rode press. We literally finished up about uh, ten minutes ago. Nice. Um, got two sessions on the track, so two eight lap sessions, and track's fun. The jumps are big. I mean, um, maybe that's my old oldness coming out in me i guess you could say saying the jumps are big but um yeah it's fun i mean uh it's a really fast track um they didn't have the whoops in of course uh they blowed those after press tonight so um i think it's gonna shape up good i mean all the top guys rode and everybody kind of was the same speed so they're making a few tweaks to the track putting a crap ton of water down on it and um yeah it should be great for tomorrow Absolutely. So now rolling in fourth in points uh, and a legit fourth in points in in, in the, I believe that's the 250 class, correct? 250, yeah. 250s. So like if, if this was any other scenario, like if you hadn't had the the weekend that you had in Alpitsford, like you'd just be rolling in with uh, a few less jitters. I imagine just like Ryan Lockhart, full mean mugging, like just all business, uh, not talking to anybody, just striking the fear into your, into your competitors. <laughs> Yeah, man. I like. I even went to the gym twice since last round, so it's uh, it's on. No doubt. <laughs> I, I, I like. What yeah. were you, What were you working on at the gym? Doing doing some sprints, doing some heavy deadlifts. It, it's been so long since I've gone to the gym. I was just kind of looking around, wondering what I should do. Oh, right on. Uh, just like uh, <laughs> there's usually some good scenery there sometimes, but uh, yeah. in, in all seriousness, oh, no, it's all good. For sure, um, the Kawasaki's underneath you. That's something you, you're familiar with. You've been on them. Uh, you've been on yeah. green for a little while now, and uh, like the friendly confines of an arena cross are something that you kind of specialize in. Um, what is it about arena cross that seems to be something that you really just you're 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 like a, a fish in water? I've always I've always liked it. I mean, even you know, rewinding back to the early 2000s, I always used to travel to BC and, and ride arena cross and. For me, you know, I, I was never always the outright fastest guy even back then, but I could always racecraft, um, usually came out, and I, I'm a good starter, so I can 
kind of, you know, manipulate my way around the track and, and seem to make it happen. Um, a lot of people ask me, why the hell are you still doing this at 34 years old um, when I don't really ride that much anymore? But I, re- I literally race arena cross all winter. I mean, we still have the BC series that goes on, starts in October, ends in February. So it was a no-brainer for me to transition in and, and give it a go with these. I mean, there's no expectations. I mean, it's not like I need to get results to keep my bike, you know, at my house. It's not, it's not those circumstances anymore. So, um, you know, I got the setup for arena cross and I said, why the hell go for it? Might as well. And, um, you know, Calgary's not too far away. Um, I planned on coming here anyways, regardless of how I did it the first round. Cause I worked, worked in the area all week and, made sense and we'll we'll see how it goes but it might be uh if i have another good weekend on the 250 this weekend it might be hard uh not to try to line a bike up for the next two rounds in ontario i was gonna say if the success is to continue and honestly i do think it will you you, you're a great starter and uh um like uh, nerves are not an issue uh for a guy who's who's been there and done that um like if you're still solidly in in fourth in the points maybe even i have something even better than that uh do you think we can see you out in uh, in sarnia and uh the other rounds it's probably not not a very good chance that it will happen just because i have a bunch of local races coming up with schools and commitments that I already had pre-made, but um, I don't know. You never know. I mean, the 250 that I'm riding is bone stock, um, and it's a shop bike. It's actually the kid, uh, the owner of the shop. Uh, his son is actually moving up from uh, 85s to, to big bikes this year, so he needs the 250 back, so throwing the bike in, a, in the truck to send it back east is definitely not going to happen, but I don't know. We'll see. See so what happens. I mean, uh, what you're saying is, is you need a Kawasaki dealer in in Ontario to borrow you a bike for a weekend. Yeah, yeah, I got a few contacts, so we'll Ooh. see. We'll Ooh. see what happens. I'm not getting ahead of myself one uh, one night at a time, and we'll see how it goes. Fair enough, my friend. Well, uh, one thing is to be sure, you'll be looking good out there uh, in your uh, 100% goggles and the uh, the Atlas Brace. How are things over at Atlas Brace? I know that you guys have been uh, ripping things up lately, including a, a, a Supercross win not long ago with uh, Jason Anderson. Yeah, no, things have been good. I mean, we're coming into our busy season. Um, you know, the new 2018 braces have been Super, super popular. So having inventory has been a bit of a, a struggle this year, but you know they always say that's a that's a good that's problem. a good issue to have as long as they're uh, as long as they're selling and whatnot. But yeah, no things are good. Obviously, happy with Jason, and uh, I mean if you pay close enough attention, you know we've had four to five guys uh, Atlas guys in the T fifty mains um, the last couple weekends with John Short, Josh Cartwright, Logan Carnell, uh, Old Marty in an Atlas. So um, yeah, things have been. Things have been strong. You have four or five guys in a Supercross main. I mean, that's pretty uh, pretty dominant for a neck brace uh, neck brace market, right? No kidding. Considering like uh, there's there, there you've got competitors, and also one of your competitors is not wearing a brace at all. So uh, there's there, there's like yeah, to have almost a quarter of the field that is significant. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. I mean, it's always uh, it's always good to see those guys and you know help out the privateers. And these guys are working their Listen to butt off, so we're always happy to support them with any uh, any of the product that they need. So it's all good. Awesome, my friend. Well, <clears throat> I'm looking forward yeah. to this weekend. Uh, one of the things, I'm not only looking forward to seeing how you will uh, uh, to to. 
how your results will shake out. I'm always uh, cheering for the noof. But uh, there's a there's a, a late addition to the series that's uh, come in. I don't, I don't think he got to ride press, but uh, he'll be on a Honda this weekend. Uh, Josh Hill. Yeah, no, he's actually uh, pitted right beside me at the Cycle Mark crew, and he did ride press. Oh, right on. Um, so I think everybody could have wrote. Everybody could have wrote press. It's not like Supercross here, but uh, fair enough. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I, I like Josh. I've known Josh. Uh, we we're actually bullshitting on the on the starting line here tonight. I've known him since he was on eighty fives uh, back riding arena cross. Oh yeah, I guess um, so. in, in in Washington and stuff. So uh, yeah, I've always liked Josh. It's good to have him up here. I mean, he's a colorful character, and you know, brings a lot of hype. And you know, whether you love him or you hate him, um, you know, lots of people follow him. And then another addition, Mike Brown. So. I can't play the old guy card this week uh, because Mike Brown is a hell of a lot older than I am. So, No kidding. I think that guy turned pro in 1989 yeah, uh, shortly after <laughs> racing Ponca. I think he raced Ponca and then two weeks later raced Gatorback. That's wild. The, cra- the crazy thing is, man, he still rips. Like, oh, yeah. He literally went out. He went out. Uh, he was in the second group. So I, got, I was in the first group. He was in the second group. And he just hops in behind Gerke. Um, and just like jumps the triple second lap, jumps the finish line first lap. Like he still looks really good for being, I don't, I don't even know how old he is anymore, late 40s at least, right? I think, so, yeah, he's got to be in his uh, 40s. Yeah, oh yeah, like mid to late 40s for sure. So kind of uh, kind of interesting. Breathes a little bit of uh, of of, uh, of faith in, into, uh, and a little bit of... Um, like extra uh, umph into, into your program, my friend. You can put on anyone who who calls it. Hey, like how, you're old, you should hang him up. Look at that guy. He's uh, like about ten, fifteen years my senior, and he's still ripping it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's uh, he's a guy that you want to, you know, you love riding dirt bikes. That's a guy you want to follow in his footsteps because he still gives her races all the time. And um, yeah, it's good to have him. Good to have him up here. Awesome, my friend. Well, uh, as always, uh, Ryan, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, you're you're a great guest, and we, we want to. Pro- there's probably uh, some dinner obligations you've still to get to this evening, uh, as it is about seven o'clock uh, Mountain Time. But uh, uh, if, like, um, I hope that everyone tunes in tomorrow at uh, um, Rockstar. Or, yeah, Rockstar Triple Crown dot com uh, slash live. You can click the link and uh, and watch the whole night's events, and hopefully you're able to uh, like uh, set some goals and achieve them tomorrow this weekend. Yeah, for sure, man. It's well, Friday and Saturday, correct? Friday and Saturday, seven oh. o'clock. The live bro- the live broadcast starts. So I right uh, appreciate the phone call, and uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you.